Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1203. The big thing is always just to stay humble and try to learn as much as you can from everyone around you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Charleston, South Carolina, Corey Friedman. Hey, Corey, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. I'm looking forward to it. Here we go. Corey Friedman is the vice president of Autometrics Motorsports, a professional sports car racing team based in Charleston, South Carolina. He has over 20 years of racing and high-performance driving under his belt and is one of the most respected drivers in the paddock. He has raced at tracks across America, in Mexico, Canada, and the Middle East. Corey has competed in one at the highest levels of American sports car racing and multiple podium finishes, including SCCA, Pro World Challenge, Grand Am, ALMS, and IMSA. He's driven in the Daytona 24-hour, Sebring 12-hour, and the 6-hours at Watkins Glen. Today, he competes in one of the team's cars in Porsche Club of America national races and is a driving coach for their customers as well as working as a test driver for a major race tire manufacturer. He holds over 30 PCA lap records tracks across America. I am jealous of all the seat time you got, Corey. I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your business, and a very obvious passion for automobiles and racing? Yeah, well, thanks, Mark. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I mean, this is a lot You're of fun. You're welcome. Yeah. So, yep. So basically what our company does is we provide a service that for, for guys that like to go racing, that like to go club racing. So we store, transport, rebuild, mostly Porsche race cars and uh, transport them all across the country. We have a really good group of clients that come in, drive the cars and go home and we take them home, clean, clean them up and get them turned around and get them ready for the next one. So nice. um, it's a pretty cool thing. We get to meet a lot of really cool people and play with some very fun cars. You know, so basically arrive and drive in a full service uh, business you've got for, for racers, right? Yeah, exactly. Arrive and drive and, you know, anything that the cars need. You know, I raced finished cars for 12 years. And I'll tell you, I had uh, Louis Shefshik, who's been a guest on the show, GNL Fabricating. I was racing vintage cars and he did the same thing. And before I used his services, you know, if you get into racing and you have to do all the work yourself and you're trying to, and you're, you've got a career and a job and a family life. Trying to get everything ready and get to the track, and then you have challenges. With the tra- it just messes up the whole weekend. And services like what you guys provide are the best way to go by far. I can tell you that by experience. You're so much calmer. You can focus on your driving. Uh, if something happens, you've got a support team there to help you with stuff. Uh, it is the way to go. So love what you're doing for racers. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so Corey, take the wheel i mean i think the big thing is always just to stay humble and try to learn as much as you can from everyone around you let your work let your driving you know do the talking uh it was something that i heard a long time ago when i was first starting out is uh somebody told me if you're fast 
you know, people will know you're fast. You know, you don't have to say it, you know, so if yeah. you're just humble and, <laughs> and always just, you know, try to pay attention and try to learn from everybody you can, and then use that to advance your business, advance your driving and just, you know, generally just, you know, help make your life better. Yeah. Your driving always speaks for yourself and uh boy, racing has a way of humbling people. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> you know, you can be the top of the world one weekend, the next world's like everything's going wrong, but, uh, you know, I think that works really well for life as well, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's just, you know, just in, as a whole, just kind of be cool yeah. about everything and be low-key and, you know, keep your head down and do the best you can. Absolutely. Be like Steve McQueen. He was always pretty cool. So <laughs> that would be a good yeah. way to go through. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I came from some humble background. So, well, let's share a story that instigated your personal passion for racing and cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you think of, wow, I'm going to be a car guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I was uh, kind of born into it. My father, who's actually president of you know of our company, you know, he's been into cars forever since he was a teenager. And uh, and when I was born, I really didn't have a choice. You know, I kind of grew up uh, in the family business. Just always had a natural love of cars. You know, I mean, when I was when I was little, you know, my brother and I would be playing with the Hot Wheels cars. You know, and and drag racing them down this little you know track deal and oh, trying yeah. to find out which one was the quickest. You know, and and, you know, got into some dirt bikes and four-wheelers and stuff as I got a little bit older. And so anything kind of mechanical, anything with, you know, wheels and an engine, you know, I was kind of interested in. So, and my dad, he worked for a lot of IMSA teams in the late 80s. And so, you know, in the 90s when I was old enough, I'd go to the races and, and watch him and the pit crew, you know, kind of working the events. And i get to see all these cars going around and thought to myself, you know, one day, you know, I'd love to be out there, you know, with those guys. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So it sounds like motor oil, motor oil I should say is in your DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, whether I like it or not, I think I was uh <laughs> I was kind of bored into it. So Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, it must good. be fun to work with your dad and you, is your brother also part of the the company? He is. Yep. It's it's basically my uh my father, my brother and me are, are like kind of the three three main the guys. The three amigos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. So uh my brother kind of handles all the, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff. My dad kind of spearheads everything, and I'm kind of like our our front man, I guess. You know, I'm the I, I fortunately get to drive our company's car, which is great, and um, yeah. you know, do a lot of the customer relations stuff, and you know, get to kind of talk to all of our customers and things. So it's a lot of fun. There's definitely worse things that we could be doing, that's for sure. Well, it sounds like it. Uh, you guys have all found the secret sauce to life, wrapping your passion for cars into your careers and lives. It's wonderful. Well, let's talk about this road that you're on, this journey you're on. Uh, you guys are all entrepreneurs. You own your own business. No doubt that's fraught with some really high highs and maybe some challenges and a failure or two somewhere in there. I'd love for you to walk us through one of those times that was a, a challenge for you. Kind of walk us through that specific event and then tell us what you learned from it and how that helped you gain even more momentum as you came out of that situation. Well, we've been pretty fortunate. We've never really had like uh what I would call like a big failure of any sort. We we just kind of chug along, you know. We try to we try to be better than we were, you know, at, at every day, every every build, every race car build, every engine project, every transmission project. We just try to keep continually getting better. Try not to to bite off more we can chew, you know, experience level or or monetary wise and so so we're not trying to jump out there. I mean, in the racing world, you see a lot of guys jump in and out, right? They come in, mm -hmm. they spend a ton of money, 
you know, they make it look super, super flashy and everything. But next thing you know, two, three years down the road, they're gone. And it's like, and they move on to something else. So I like to think we're kind of in that, we're kind of in it for the long term. You know, I mean, this is our career and this is what we really enjoy doing. And, you know, we're trying not to, I don't know, do anything too fancy or flashy. We just kind of do our thing and and try to get better and better and better. If there's a way you could guide listeners out there that want to get into this style of racing and do this kind of thing, what are some things you see maybe from clients or from, like you mentioned example, there are people around you that spend too much money right out of the gate. They're not managing their, their capital very well. What are a couple of problems you see with say your customers? You don't have to be specific to a customer, of course, but that you see people doing mistakes, errors, uh, judgment, mistakes, things like that, that you could offer an, an idea of don't do that and you won't run into that wall. Right. The big thing is kind of choosing the right place to race and, and being careful about, I guess, letting the, the flash of a big series or, or, or sexiness of, a, of an expensive car, you know, kind of blind you and which direction you need to go. The whole point is to go and have a good time. I mean, there's very, very few people that make a living driving race cars and things. So um, most of the guys that are getting into this are doing it to have fun. I mean, they're right. doing it out there to, to have a good time. It's just kind of like really figuring out what your ultimate goal is, what your three-year plan is, what your five-year plan is, and just kind of like head in that direction. You know, don't don't get too caught up in, in buying, you know, the latest, greatest, fastest car, you know, that's in the magazine and everything. Think more humble than that, right? You know, start out with a, with a Boxster or a Miata or something like that and get your skills up. And also don't jump into a class that is going to cost more money than the budget will allow. Because, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's racing, it's expensive, and you want to be able to race where you can be competitive at your budget and your, your financial commitment. It's just a matter of choosing what's the best fit, I guess, for your ultimate goal and uh, try not to get too wrapped up in things that uh, may not be a good fit for, for their particular program. Sounds good. Another thing I always tell people if they think they want to get into that is maybe go out and do some track days with clubs with your street car. Just see if you're comfortable going fast because sometimes people, racing looks pretty glamorous and fun and then they get in a car and they start driving and they go, whoa, this is like serious stuff. It gives you a little bit of sense of what the speed is like. You're going, okay, am I comfortable at this? Is this good? And then kind of step up. But I like the idea of starting with a, a lower level car, a slower car. Sometimes you can learn a lot more about driving, driving a slower car than a fast car, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially nowadays, I mean, you could go to the dealership and I mean, just about every manufacturer has a car that's kind of aimed at track days and just the performance is crazy. I mean, 10 years ago, I couldn't imagine that you could go to the dealership and buy, you know, a BMW M4, you know, GTS or something or Camaro, you know, 1LE or, you know, all these crazy, like, I mean, just super big performance cars. It makes it good because people can get into the sport, you know, kind of get into the hobby fairly easy nowadays, right? Like you don't have to build a race car to go do track days. I mean, you can literally just buy a car and go. But it's a uh, problem is, is with, with the big performance cars, you know, the really big tires with all the, the driver aids and assists and everything, it kind of covers up a lot of um, driver skill. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and, you know, it's a good and bad thing because it's kind of yeah. fun for the guys that aren't super serious. You know, they can jump in and have some good performance and stuff. But uh, for the guys that are really aiming to be better, you know, you just got to be careful of what you're in and, and try not to let the car hide too many problems and kind of, you know, stunt your growth, so to speak, as a driver. Yeah. If you want to get a wake-up call, turn off that traction control button. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> especially, exactly. Especially on a wet track. Whoa. Right, sure. <laughs> Hold on. Well, how about a big career aha moment? Now, it sounds like you've been involved in this business, this family business for some time, but was there something along the way with the business where you guys kind of went, ah, this is this is some kind of service or direction we need to go? Um, well, we started doing um, 
you know, we've always done engine and transmission work for our own customers and things. But what we started doing is doing it for other teams, you know, for other shops. They started sending us their clients' work. So shops that may not have had the same capability as we did started sending us engines and sending us transmissions. So we started kind of, oh, that's interesting. You know, we were doing work for other teams, you know, which is great. You know, we normally have a, a really good relationship with a lot of other shops and teams that do similar things to us. It kind of opened up another door for us. So not only were we maintaining our own customer cars, but we were also indirectly working on other teams' cars by doing engines and transmissions for them. And it's, cool. it's a great avenue for us. I mean, we do a, a lot of engine and transmission work for a lot of teams all across the country. I mean, We've got shops from, you know, Australia sending us engines and things to do. So it's turned into uh, one of the main focuses of our business is is almost customer drivetrain work, you know, which is kind of a lot of fun. That's very cool. Well, it's one of those classic things. Look for an area in business where there's a big need and supply the services for that need. And that's exactly what you guys have done. That's very cool. I love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about your first really special car and whether you want to talk about a street car or maybe even more fun, a race car, because you've done a lot of racing. I would assume there's a point in your life where you jumped into a race car and went, I am here. This is the car I've always wanted to drive. Is there one of those first special vehicles for you? Um, I mean, fortunately, I've had I've had the chance to drive some really cool stuff. Most recently, some of the newer FIA GT3 cars with the Porsche 991R. Nice. It is, it's incredible. I mean, it's the the grip and and the braking performance i mean it's it's crazy i mean it's like you go into a corner and you're like there's no way i could break you know this deep and you break that deep and you still could have broken later you know and you're yeah. just like it's just unbelievable like like the modern stuff is just awesome but um you yeah. know like my very first race car really it was a um a late 80s 944 turbo i was driving the car to school i mean i was you know i was a college kid i was driving the car to school you know every day and I put a roll bar in it and racing seats. And the very first race I won was a Porsche Club race down at uh, Roebling Road in Savannah. And I drove the car to the track. My dad followed me in the pickup truck, you know, with all our tires and stuff in the back. I jacked the car up, put racing tires on it. I raced it that weekend. I was fortunate enough. I won the race, which was incredible. And then I put the street tires back on and I drove the thing home. So wow, um, cool. that was uh, that was like our first race car, I guess. And yeah. uh, it was barely a race car, but it was still a race car. And it was just, it was so much fun. And that was, that kind of the, was the kickoff to, you know, we've been pretty fortunate. We've had some neat stuff, but that was kind of the, the first really cool race car, right? So it was, uh, yeah. it was a blast. You know, those 944s did extremely well for Porsche back in the day in professional racing. And a lot of people don't realize that. There are a lot of famous drivers racing those cars, winning lots of races in the 944. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were ahead of their time for sure. I mean, it was uh, the purists won't like it, but I mean, the 944 was probably a better car than the 911 during that time period. You know, like a, a 1988 944 Turbo was definitely a higher, more advanced car than a than a 3.2 Carrera, right? So, yeah. I mean, they were neat cars. I mean, the only problem with them nowadays is they're just kind of hitting that age where... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're unfortunately old cars, right? And old cars have old car problems. But I really enjoyed mine. You know, it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to, to kind of get into some uh, track days and a little bit of club racing. You know, I was kind of reunited with those lately. I have a good buddy, Bill, who uh, used to race vintage cars with me, and he's a collector. And he found a really, really low mileage 944 that he bought a year or two ago. Incredible. I mean, it's like a little time capsule car. And I hadn't thought of those cars that much until then when he found that car and then looking it over and checking it out and going for a ride. It's, uh, yeah, really sweet cars. So, uh, and they're kind of starting to come back up 
in value a little bit, I think, uh, as the 911s have become more and more expensive. It's a way to get into the old Porsche market. So uh, there's still some of those out there to be found. This car was incredible. I couldn't believe how low miles were on it. Is there a car you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you had back? Um, Yeah. So about a year and a half ago, it was our shop race car. So we always like to try to have kind of like a team car, a shop car that we run in Porsche Club, you know, because we feel like it's good to have a car, hopefully, up front, you know, looking good, you know, kind of helping show off the shop a little bit. And um, we had, it was a 2007 997 RSR. It was a really cool car, super rare. I mean, I think they made 27 or 28 of them that oh year gosh. worldwide. So wow. it's it was a really, really cool car. It was in for its time, you know, 2007, you know, it wasn't that long ago. So, but it was still pretty high tech, you know, carbon floor with a little rear diffuser, really exotic engine. But just uh, a ton of fun to drive. I mean, it was um, it 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 definitely wasn't very what the correct term would be. Like the modern stuff, the modern GT stuff is a little bit more clean, a little bit more sanitary, I guess. It's a little sure. Bit easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, the older cars were a little bit more raw. You know, not that that's an old car, but it was still kind of earlier on and kind of like the Porsche GT kind of development stuff. And yeah. uh, and it was just an absolute blast to drive. And so you know, we updated it and. Every year, Porsche makes their cars a little bit better. So we were using, you know, later model RSR parts to kind of bring it more up to date and stuff. It was just, a, it was just super, super fun. And and one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely kick myself because I'm sure. I mean, if you look back, I mean, a '75 RSR or even like you know a '964 oh, RSR, '993 RSR, how how valuable those cars are now. And it's it's so, yeah. you know that tide is going up. So I'm sure one day the 997 RSR is going to be right with it, right? And I'm going to look back and be like, man, we used to own one of those things. What in the world? Why would we sell that car? You know? Why, but, um, yeah. Yeah. But it, Why would we let it go? Exactly. Ouch. But for us, you know, we kind of, we like to stay current. You know, we like to kind of keep moving. We don't want to kind of right. stick with the same car for too long, you know, because for us, you know, a lot of it is about learning. So the things we learn mm-hmm. on our on our car, we can apply to the customer cars. So, so we moved on to a, um, a 991, a 991 Cup. And um, it was actually the car that me and a good friend of mine, we co-drove together and won a uh, World Challenge Championship with in 17. So we bought that car from him at the end of the season. And then we started playing with that a little bit more. And that was the car that I raced in Porsche Club last year. But um, so that's what we bought to replace the 997. But um, yeah, that RSR, I mean, one day I'm going to sit back and just be, you know, kicking myself, I'm sure. We've got a customer that started to kind of collect those cars. So we've actually got two of them in the shop, Um, Uh not, not ours. Ours went to England. Yeah, it was just a cool car, you know. It's just fun to say that we were able to run one for a while. I mean, it was just pretty neat. Well, and 12 years ago, I mean, in racing years, when you think about car technology and racing, I mean, every year is worth kind of like dog years because it just leaps ahead so fast. Yeah, while you think that's an old car, it really was, you know, yeah, only 12 years ago. But you look at where things have come from there just in a short time. It's absolutely incredible. Even you go to the echelon of F1 racing and where those cars come from, where they've been. It's Things are just moving at an incredibly fast pace. Well, let our listeners know a little bit more about Autometrics Motorsports. I'd love for you to share what has you excited and fired up about the new year, all the different services that you guys provide. Uh, what's got you uh, really excited about 2019? Um, well, the big thing for us is we're actually, we're in the process of building a new shop. Wow. We've been in our location here, yeah. So we've been in our place since, I want to say, 91 or 92. Originally, Autometrics was a streetcar shop. It still is. We still work on streetcars, but Autometrics Motorsports was kind of a spinoff. And that's primarily where me and my brother joined in and kind of joined my dad and kind of started the motorsport side of things. We started doing that in 2001-ish when my brother and I got out of school. 
we've been in the same shop. I mean, it's a it's a small little place. I mean, we've got stuff. You know, we try to keep it neat and organized, but we're we're quickly outgrowing it. The good thing about you know the economy doing so well in the last couple of years is is everybody likes to go racing. You know, so it's kind of yeah. we have some great customers that want to do a lot of stuff. We're kind of outgrowing where we are. So um, the exciting thing for us is our, is we've uh, bought some land. We've, we found uh, some land that was a little bit further out of town so we could get a little bit more room. And mm-hmm. uh, we're in the process now of working on a, um, a new construction for a new, hopefully a much more comfortable shop so we can oh, expand exciting. a little bit, hire some more people and um, kind of help provide you know the service to more guys. Well, that is that is exciting. I am so happy for you guys. That's a big endeavor. That's a major move to have your own building, build your own shop. So kudos to you and your team for uh, for doing all the hard work you have all these years and pulling this off. I can't wait to see some pictures. You'll have to send me some uh, as that building goes up. That's exciting. I've been in- involved in building buildings, designing building buildings for businesses, and uh, it's an exciting time for sure. So very, very cool. 2019 is looking pretty darn good. How about this question? If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, Manifested into a car. Corey was parked in the garage of the shop. What would he be and why? <laughs> I don't know. That that's a uh it's a very interesting question, you know. I mean <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of strange. I never really thought about that. Probably something kind of you know, utilitarian, but maybe still fun, you know. I don't know, maybe like a Cayenne twin turbo or something or or, or an X five M or something, you know, kind of nice. like still quick, still fun, but you know, you could uh Get some work done if you need to, right? So maybe I like uh, it. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Probably something like that. Definitely, yeah. definitely nothing, uh, no, nothing too sexy or too uh, flashy or stylish. Stylish, yeah. how about that? You know, <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely not, not you know, one of those type of guys. So, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting question. That's pretty funny. Well, cool. One of my past guests came up with that question, and it's gotten some pretty funny answers over the years. <laughs> that's for sure. So. Very nice. Well, Corey, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV-TV. 
I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Okay, Corey, we're back, and we're entering the last lap. You've been in this position many times, white flags out, time to put your foot into it. I'm going to uh, spin off some questions here and ask you to give us some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice or racing advice you've ever received? Yeah, basically it's like looking ahead, you know, keeping your eyes up, because you basically drive where you look, right? And it's kind of the same thing in business. Um, looking ahead as to where you want your business to be, you know, where do you see your program, you know, in the next couple of years? And uh, it's very, very similar to driving. So, you know, looking ahead, looking through the corner and kind of seeing where you want that car to be, you know, on the way you you, you track out and you exit and uh, yeah. kind of the same idea, you know, and it all kind of ties together. You know, I love the fact that you, you related this to life because we all, we all have friends or acquaintances who focus on negative things all the time and always say, Focus on positive. Don't focus on the negative because that's where you're going to keep going. You know, look look at the positive or be grateful for what you have versus what you don't have. Uh, and that's where you'll end up. So, uh, yeah, but definitely head up, uh, look far around the corner. How about a personal habit that you have that you think has contributed to your success? I like to constantly be like looking around, you know, for things like so online and stuff, you know, like every morning I'm looking for, you know, cars for sale or parts for sale or something, you know. So it's fun to kind of window shop and kind of, you know, keep a, a good sense for what's out there. But it's amazing how many deals you stumble across or you know, you meet new people or whatever, just kind of, you know, looking around, right? Kind of being involved yep. in every aspect of whatever your business is kind of involved in. And just kind of, you know, it, it, it's more like just kicking time around the internet, right? So instead of looking at Facebook stuff, you know, look at look at for sale ads and see what kind of race cars are for sale, right? And see see what pops yeah. up, you know, or, or somebody throws up some vintage 911 engine or something like that, you know, for sale, you know, something that, you know, and, and then just kind of keeping your ears open, you know, always just yeah. kind of looking around and, kind of trying to work out an angle for for that next deal that pops up. I'm glad you mentioned that. I have a good buddy that is kind of like eBay king. He looks for these great deals out there with, he's a Porsche guy, Porsche club. And then he resells stuff. And lots of times, like he just recently made 200 bucks on a car cover that he found in a Porsche magazine. (laughs) And he didn't even have the guy ship it to him. He said, don't ship it yet. Just a minute. Then he put it on eBay, sold it for $200 more and had the guy bought it from ship it to the new owner. And he made 200 bucks for just a couple emails. I mean, you're right. There are some pretty cool deals out there to be made. So pay attention. And uh, that little toy eBay is a wonderful way to pick up some uh, spare change as well. There you uh, go. It's a cool thing to do. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have uh, a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, who would it be? Um, you know who I've always just found very interesting is Al Holbert. He was oh, a mechanical yeah, engineer. Yeah. That's what I went to school for as well. And um, he raced IMSA. He raced one of my favorite cars, which is the Porsche 962, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he had, you know, Porsche dealerships, you know, which would be something I've always had interest in. He'd just be a cool guy to talk to, you know, just kind of how he got started in the whole thing and just kind of see how everything went. And that's where, uh, like, the, the number, when we have a choice, you know, for, for car numbers, I choose 14, which is the number that he yeah. used. It also was the age that I started dirt bike racing, which kind of coincided I've always thought that'd be pretty cool to kind of just, you know, uh, it would have been neat. It would have been really cool to sit down with him just to, uh, 
kind of hear his story. I think so. Uh, you know, his his original real first name is Alva, A-L-V-A-H, Al Holbert. People call him Al, but Alva. And he was, of course, a five-time champion of the IMSA Camel GT Series. So, uh, yeah, he was quite a driver, quite an inspiration. That would be pretty cool to sit down with him. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to my brother about this. I thought it was kind of more of a joke than anything, but uh, I was thinking like a Dave Ramsey financial book, right? So people can yeah. make as much money as possible so they can buy more race cars, you know? So, um, <laughs> well, Dave Ramsey would probably tell you not to spend money on race cars, <laughs> right, uh, but right. uh, but I know what you mean. Yeah, he's, he's a, a great read. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, something along those lines. Um, you know, all the classics, right? The uh the racing in the rain and all that stuff. I mean Yeah. It's uh but yeah, there's there's a ton of good stuff out there. So. Yeah, I like Dave Ramsey. I bought books uh, by him and gave them to my kids when they graduated from college, just kind of as a guideline of you know, don't get yourself in trouble, don't get caught up in buying a whole lot of stuff, don't get into the credit card trap or the credit trap for that matter. Uh I love the fact that Dave Ramsey has helped so many people get out of debt and rethink the way they look and use this uh, tool we call capital or money right. uh, in a very different way. So, uh, yeah, of course, here we are talking about racing and saving money. That's kind of oxymoron, but uh, but I understand. I understand. Well, listeners, you can find these resources that Corey has been so kind to share on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Corey Friedman, and that page will pop right up. All right, Corey, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. today. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car or race car. doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to park it in your garage. It's yours for free. But there's a couple rules to this game. It's the only one you can have. That's why you can keep your other race cars, your daily drivers. This is a toy. This is something fun. You have to drive it, though. No garage queens. I want you to get out there in the track or the street and enjoy it. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of racing parts or other race cars with. So if you pick the most expensive car, you are stuck with it, my friend. So. What can I buy you today? Um, we kind of touched on it before. I mean, the Porsche 962, that's just, for me, I think that's, that's the car. I mean, it, yeah. was, uh, it was just, you know, one of the first aero, you know, GT type cars, right? Prototype GT cars. I mean, it was so successful and all the racing that it ever did. I'm sure I've never had a chance to drive one. I was super close one time to getting a chance to drive one. I was at a lapping day once and a guy had one there and he was like, oh man, you need to take this thing out. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Sure. And, um, the car developed an oil leak and they were like, oh, as soon as we fix it, you know, you can go out. And they just were never, never had a chance to fix it. So I was really close to getting a chance to do a couple laps in one, but, uh, those things just are incredible. You know, I mean, that'd probably be it, right? Go vintage racing with it, take it out yeah. for, you know, lapping days and things. And it's just so, and it's just so cool looking. I mean, you could just sit and look at it, you know, and, and still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, those things would be pretty cool. I would definitely uh, be okay with having one of those for a long time. I think so. Yeah, 962. I've never driven one either, but I've sat in them. I know Bruce Canepa, I believe, has one, so he's been a guest on the show. I'll call him up. I'm sure he'd be happy <laughs> to uh, take my check and ship you sure. that car. So, <laughs> not a cheap little toy, but certainly fun. Right. But uh, I'm guessing you may have dodged a big bullet that day. What if you'd been out driving that thing and developed that oil leak? Um, you know, so uh, either, you know, either blow an engine or spin out or something. But uh, I think you'll get your chance one of these days. If somebody was going to toss you the key to that thing, and they do have a key actually too, which makes it even more, yeah, even yeah. more. Yeah, it's just uh, cool. very, very cool. 962. Ah, be still my heart. Well, Corey, you've taken us on a great ride today. Really enjoyed your stories and learning more about you. Congratulations on 
the new building in 2019. That's very exciting. Thanks for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the track in that Porsche 962? Yeah, well, um, kind of like what you talked about before is just kind of being positive, right? Like looking at uh, the at the good things, you know, not focusing yeah. on the negative stuff. I mean, if you know a lot of the listeners and stuff, I'm sure they're into cars in some way or another. I mean, it's I mean, just to have the ability to to play with any sort of car. I mean, whether it's a Miata or if it's a 962 or whatever. I mean, just think of how blessed we are to have the opportunity to do that. You know, yes, and, um, yes. Just really, really enjoy what you're into. You know, and 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 like you said, don't. Don't focus on what you don't have. Focus yep. on what you do have and uh, just have a good time with it. You know, I remember staying on the lawn at Pebble Beach with a guy once that I just met. And he, he said, gosh, this place bums me out. I can't afford any of these cars. And I said, but you're here. You know how many right. people would just give a, a, an arm just to come to this event and see right. these cars? And he went, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Focus on the positive. Thank you to my mom. She always taught me that. You know, don't focus on what you don't have. Be grateful for what you do have, and you'll forget exactly. all about being bumped out. Oh, it's awesome. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business at Autometrics Motorsports? Um, AutometricsMotorsports.com is, um, you know, is our website. We also have a, a YouTube channel where we put some stuff up. I personally have a YouTube channel. If you just search my name, you know, Corey Friedman on YouTube, I have a ton of in-car videos and some cool stuff put up there. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, you know, an Instagram and all, all like the normal stuff. But uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'd love to people to come check us out. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put links to all those on Corey's show notes page. And a shout out to Cars Yow listener, Michael Branding. He's the one that introduced me to Corey. So Michael, thank you for listening. Thank you for introducing me to a very inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Corey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise, for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!